This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tell me more. Use emojis in your work emails. 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Uh, should you use emojis in work emails? Why are we? What's going on? Okay, so uh, I don't know. Listen, people have opinions, and I'm here for opinions, and and I want to share them, and I don't want to tell you out of the gate that the popular opinion is that you should not use emojis in work emails because I think if you want to build a case that you should and you can, then I want to hear from you six five one six four one one zero seven one. However. The news is that uh, due to an exhaustive study of emoji use in work emails, uh, using emojis in work emails messages makes people look less powerful. <laughs> so you should not use your emojis in your emails when it comes to your professional work mm. environment. Okay. Your thoughts, Bradley? I mean, in our very professional work environment. Yeah, I, I may not be the best arbiter of things professional, but I would say that's stupid and that's dumb, which is not a professional answer, right? You probably shouldn't say things are stupid or dumb in the workplace either. But I just think, like, uh, it, it all, context matters and. It's 2022. We all like are working from home in our pajamas like and we're not, but we are and it's fine and the world didn't crumble down around us if people want to use emojis in there i think people are adult and professional enough to figure out for themselves if it's appropriate in their job and if it is by all means use them damn emojis just don't use the eggplant or the peach emojis yeah because that Unless might get you, you in trouble sell produce and you even want to then <laughs> even then i think we're in a place where we can't even just assume mm-hmm. that you know <laughs> calmer heads uh okay yeah i just mm-hmm. uh, i don't think we should do that watch out for the panting face too uh <laughs> yeah anything that can suggest horniness right yeah stay away from it however no horny emojis this is my argument for the use of emojis really in all settings is when you're writing, you it's hard to convey tone. And emojis help that sometimes when used properly. Yeah. Right? I mean, you can... Sometimes in writing, you write something that you think is funny and it's meant to be sarcastic or funny or something. And if you if you don't throw an emoji in the mix, the other person might infuse whatever tone they're feeling in that moment 
And then they're going to feel insulted and also, be upset. Also, um, I would just add to that, yes, and please don't misuse emojis to be passive-aggressive in your emails. So, for example, so, yeah, you're right. don't say things like, you're ugly. Ha 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 ha! I was just joking. You can't do that. Lol. 651-641-1071. get it? It's, I was just being funny. Uh, should you be able? Should you use uh, emojis in your work? I want to uh, hear interactions. from the person who says no. Well, apparently, uh, a lot of people are saying no. That's well, and yeah, it's your mom. To be fair, your mom is going to call. <laughs> not your mom, yeah, but, but your mom. Your mom is going to call and say, "I just look. I don't think it's just not professional. You don't want your boss to think that you're not serious." Now, to be fair, we don't work in the type of uh, type of environment although okay so let me just throw it out here like this if i'm if i'm sending an email to my boss like my actually b arthur i will use all kinds of emojis i have no qualms about that that said if i were writing uh an email to somebody in hr who i don't work with really closely and i'm asking about something i might not throw i mean i think you need to know the context i might well, not again, throw an but emoji you're an in adult mix. you're a grown-ass right. woman i trust that you would know like that's why this is kind of silly because you can't just say like absolutely under no circumstances should you include an emoji in your email that's mm-hmm. like what who maybe if you work for i don't know the like um like the etiquette company or something <laughs> right they're like absolutely not but that company went out of business 20 years yeah, we, ago we ain't had that for a long time so <laughs> i i just i can't you know, this is yeah bye uh, basically this study <laughs> is saying if you want to get promoted you better not use your emojis and, and i just and think for like, some what, people what that might be true the anti-emoji society i mean that might be true for some people right mm-hmm. if you are in a highly professional environment like if you work in the literature you know faculty department of some like you know ivy league school i'm just trying to think of something as dusty as possible you know, people might go like, mm, she just doesn't take things very seriously. Also, I don't think the like literature department of like Stanford is or not Stanford, like Harvard is like talking like that in the first place. Mm-hmm. But my point is like, sure, in some jobs that might be frowned upon, but you can't make a blanket statement. True. Right. True. Facts. Um, thanks, everybody. Like for the calling. president, <laughs> you know, the president of the United States sending an email to like chief of staff or vice versa with just emojis everywhere like um barf emoji like oh did you (laughs) have dinner at the calf last night uh actually elaine has called uh we're you know we're gonna get her in just a moment um but i think you're right bradley and i i just let's leave it up to adults to decide where and when it's appropriate to use emojis yeah um next thing you know you're gonna be saying i can't I don't know, use contractions. I mean, I guess for me, I would like to, I I wish that there were a study or some sort of directive on not replying all. I feel like we need to tackle that. Well, that just needs to be removed from the, like. From the options list. Let's go to Elaine. Hello, Elaine. Should people be able to use, should you use emojis in work emails? Uh. I, I think it's okay in some 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 situations. I don't know, but yeah, all right, yeah, all right. no, that's oh. 
Thank you. Thanks, Elaine. Thanks, Elaine. Uh, there you go. Elaine will have the final word on that. And uh, thank you for calling when we return. Heart emoji. Heart emoji for sure. Rainbow. Um, speaking yeah, of heart emojis, uh, actually, like what? the face with the heart emojis for eyes and the big smile, that's what I think of when I think of Benifer or Gennifer. Oh, God. Lots uh, four <laughs> poop emojis. Um, also, are we it's like money bags emojis? Um, well, we'll talk about what kinds of emojis they are after this. On emojis. One hundred seven one. It's not on earth. Are those crazy kids, Benifer, again, for up to? We've got the answer to that on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, Bradley, what are those crazy kids up to? You know, um, this is not, this is going to be a little uncomfortable. Oh. But here's the thing I imagine we're about to see some distraction worthy headlines in the near future uh, about Benifer again. For, of course, that's Ben and Jen, Jennifer mm-hmm. Lopez, and Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a story uh, that I think points in that direction. And it's really, frankly, not a story that any celebrity wants to get tied to right now. I mean, okay, here's the thing. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck appear Mm -hmm. to have previously sailed on a recently seized super yacht linked to a Russian arms tycoon. Ooh. Yet. So, obviously, the geopolitics of the story are complicated and troublesome. And I don't think any celebrity wants to have their names attached to Russian oligarchs. But that's exactly the case in this particular story uh, regarding Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Now, you might remember this headline, because I know a lot of you are like, why are you talking about a super yacht, Russian oligarchs? Like, what? Well, first of all, why not? But secondly. Yeah, why not? But also, like, I get it. It's a heavy story. I mean, you don't have to get very deep into it. And you're just like, "Uh, this is. We can't. Okay, let's go back over here. Do you remember this headline? X is a hoy. Jennifer Lopez's $130 million Benifer love boat overshadows Alex Rodriguez's much smaller $32 million yacht as they sail alongside each other in Monaco's port. Yes, I do remember this. This was where we got confirmation of their relationship. Uh, right around her birthday, the two of them were reenacting her, what was it, Jenny from the Block? video and uh, lotioning each other up Mm -hmm. while uh, our friend A-Rod, her ex, was tootling around in a pontoon. Lotion on the ocean. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck chartered Valeria. I don't know if it's Valerie. I mean, it looks like Valerie, but it's Russian oligarch, so I would imagine it's not Valerie. Anyway, they chartered that mega super expensive Richie McRich yacht in the summer You'll remember. And that was reported at the time. Now, we now know, like, we can connect some dots. So the vacation, of course, as you just referenced, became tabloid fodder. That's how we started talking about the... Remember, they were, like, reproducing... Did you just say this? Reproducing the video, Jenny from the Block? Yeah, basically, yeah. So it was their 2002 music video from Jenny from the Block, and people were like, remember she did this, and then he did this, and the lotioning, and you said that, mm-hmm. okay. Spain, on Monday, seized this super yacht, the Valerie, in Barcelona, and um, at the time, they said, the reason we're seizing this is because it was owned by a prominent Russian oligarch. Reuters, citing two different sources, later named that oligarch as Sergei Chemizov, who 
by the way, is the CEO of the Russian state-owned defense conglomerate Rostec, and a close ally and former KGB colleague of... Uh, Vladimir Putin. Putin? Yeah. Yeah. So... They're going to want to tiptoe backwards from this story. Back into the bushes. Yeah. Oof. Now, I know I can hear people going like, I don't think Jennifer Lopez knows that. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying she's like buddy-buddy with the oligarch. I mean, she might not even... It might be... Here's what I do know of this particular yacht. According to a report done by the Organized Crime and Corruption Reporting Project... Okay, so you don't want to be in that report. <laughs> which, by the way, this was based on the Pandora Papers leaks, which uh-huh. you may remember. The guy, Mr. Chemizov, remember the guy I told you about? Russian mm-hmm. uh, weapons, military, mm-hmm. bad mm-hmm. stuff. Chemizov's stepdaughter, Anastasia Ignatova, owns that boat through a British Virgin Islands company, which is a very common behavior for Russian mm-hmm. oligarchs to be like, hey, I can't own this thing. How about you own this Just thing? slap your name on that thing. Well, yeah. Spain was like, hi, this is ours now. And the yacht, by the way, is a hundred and four. It's valued at one hundred and forty million euros, which is just a little more in dollars. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's say one hundred and fifty million dollars, maybe. Um, and I just think stories like these are going to get in- uncomfortably closer to celebrities, yeah. like certainly not limited to Jennifer Lopez, but like uh, Jennifer Lopez and others. And you also like if you want to play the home game, because we don't necessarily need to get too deep on this show about stuff like this. There are a lot of celebrity uncomfortable connections between Hollywood celebrities and Russian oligarchs. Um, Jennifer Lopez, I am sure, should we comb her history, has some questionable because we've we've talked about questionable ties in other areas. Um, where she accepted bundles of money to perform for certain yes people, places, and things, and that's a thing. And what I will say is, she's not alone. So I don't no, want to no, make no, no, this no. Yeah. just a Jennifer Lopez thing. But you're absolutely right. Whether it's performing, and I I remember reading an article about um, Sting and Jennifer Lopez performing at like this Russian oligarch's wedding, mm-hmm. or the son of a Russian oligarch. Um, but we've also talked about former Soviet republics that have had questionable, I say questionable because I don't know enough to sound credible and I don't want to just like put words in my mm-hmm. mouth that I'm not. It's okay. Able you to sound confirm. incredible. Uh, Elton John oh, performed yeah. for yes. a Russian billionaire heiress wedding. He yes. got yeah. paid. Enrique Iglesias. Yeah. yeah. Mariah Carey. Yes. What? Are we, do we think people won't understand us if we talk like this? It's just the. <laughs> It's very, very mm -hmm. awkward for these celebrities. And I would just say that I'm not saying I'm just saying that here is the other thing specifically about the story, which kicked off this segment that Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck sort of like bursting out back onto the scene was done. Their love cruise was done on a Russian oligarch's boat, which has just been seized, like the world we live in and the year that has been. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is just weird. Yeah. But of that particular um, uh, occasion, it likely cost them 
one million dollars to rent that super yacht for a week Mm -hmm. so you know how like i i watched this interview with jennifer lopez today she was on the view a while back i think in february doing the rounds for the married just got married or what's it called just married just married marry me marry me that too Mm-hmm. Just marry me, you idiot! I think is what the original title was. Just go see my, my damn movie, so I don't have to debate <laughs> or date Ben Affleck. <laughs> she is a master at that. Anyway, stop. <laughs> um, oh man, now I totally lost my train of thought. What was I saying? You were talking about her movie. She you were talking about the, the yeah. Million million so I watched. I watched at. the interview on uh, on the View, and I was like, God, she's so relatable. Like she talks about. She's like, Yeah, I know, I'm super healthy because I have to do this role, and I have to eat really healthy, and I hate it, and I do have cookies. Trust me, I'm not like a like person who doesn't treat myself. Blah blah blah. She was trying to be relatable on the View, and she mm-hmm. was totally relatable. And then I read this story, and I was like. You guys. Yeah, no, she's not relatable. This is not relatable. No. She paid a million dollars to be on a Russian oligarch's daughter's yeah. boat for yeah. the week so that she could get the world talking about her new relationship with Ben Affleck. That is a diff. I'm not, whatever. It can mm-hmm. be what it is. Someday I hope I'm on a yacht not making tongues wag. Unless, uh, you know, ah, right. okay. <laughs> um, unless I'm like Elton John and my doors. butt's hanging out because okay. he did that once. No, but I'm just saying like this is these people are next level. Yes. And I'm just saying you don't want to be in headlines mm-hmm. anywhere near these stories, celebrities. So okay. be real careful whose yachts you're borrowing. Words to live by. Be careful whose yachts you're borrowing. <laughs> when we come back. Uh, We are going to give you some dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid idiots after this. Together, that's what we're doing here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. Hi. And uh, these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida. And sometimes other places. Like? Um, you guys, we are going to Ireland. Yay! Yeah, yes. Lucky charms. Yes. Um, police were called to a pub called the Watergate uh, at about eight thirty on a particular evening, and uh, they were called there for a stabbing. Oh no! That is not good. That's terrible. There was a guy who was bleeding, and he had been stabbed. However, that's terrible, but not crazy, stupid, idiot worthy, right? Right. So when the police showed up, they learned that, in fact, there had been no stabbing. Okay. But the person who uh, was bleeding profusely thought that they had been stabbed. Oh, God. Well... Something happened. Something happened. Something happened. Where were they again? At um, a pub? Pub. Yep. And what do you find at pubs from time to time? Beer. Mm-hmm. And then what happens when you are a person at a pub who drinks a whole lot of beer? Get drunk. You get real drunk. And then could it possibly be 
that the gentleman who had had a lot of beers at the pub um, had accidentally run into something sharp that resulted in a wound, and he called the cops. I've been stabbed. I've been stabbed by myself because I fell on some glass because I'm drunk. He was in, and I love this, they call it the toilet cubicle. What? He had been in the toilet cubicle. Is that like a a stall? stall? A bathroom stall. And he had put his hand on a wall and felt a stab of something sharp on the edge of that of that cubicle, the the stall. Um, and he got a minor cut that required a plaster, which is also known as a band-aid. Band-aid. Um, but he thought he had been stabbed. So he ca- I just love the whole scene. This is like a scene in a Will Ferrell movie. Um, you know, somebody runs out of the bathroom bloody. And is like, help me, I've been stabbed. And then they call 911 and it turns out it wasn't a stabbing. That's, uh, that would be still fine. be scary, though. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, anytime you're, you have a puncture and you are bleeding profusely, it's uh, unsettling. Yeah. Like you wake up in a bathtub filled with ice. Oh, yeah. And stitches on your body. Mm-hmm. It can be disorienting. Where are my kidneys? Where Nobody was that again? Knows. Ira Lind. Ireland! Uh, which is appropriate because we're approaching St. Paddy's Day, right? It's true. It's tomorrow. Oh, look at the Irish. It's tomorrow? It's tomorrow. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Are you going to go get drunk? No. Okay. Mm-mm. Holly? No. Good. Not from noon to three anyway, please. No. Okay. Um, Can we go somewhere else? I I wish we would. Okay. Good. Well, we need to go to Canada. Oh, okay. What's going on there? Uh, We're going to go to British Columbia. It's actually Columbia. British Columbia, Victoria, BC, that is. And I want to tell you about a hockey stick wielding man on rollerblades. Oh, fun. So shortly after about 1.30 in the afternoon, and I would imagine that a hockey stick wielding man on rollerblades is not that uncommon in Canada. Because they love no, hockey. you're right. Yeah, actually, that does make sense. They love hockey and uh, sticks. Yeah. I don't know. Why um, not? In this case, hockey sticks. So shortly after 1.30, police were called to an area of government in Belleville streets for a report of a man on rollerblades who was doing something with his stick. His hockey you, stick. Okay, I wanted to make sure it was the hockey stick. Yep. And not another thing. He was, I don't know, trying to play like, you know, some Caribbean music uh, by striking garbage cans with his hockey stick. I could see that, you know. Right, like a steel drum situation. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then a okay. second caller was like, that same man is now causing a disturbance, striking windows. Okay, well, windows is dangerous because you could break windows, glass. Mm-hmm. You'd end up with, like the previous story, somebody thinks they're, you know, been stabbed because blood. Mm-hmm. So officers were then on their way to the area, and then a third caller called. Oh. And reported the same man chased her on the sidewalk and did something that earned him crazy stupidity, etc. So, again, we have a man on rollerblades whacking things with a stick, a hockey stick. Whacking things with a stick? Yeah. What did he do next that earned him crazy stupidity, etc.? Okay. Man on rollerblades whacking things with a stick. He whacked a uh, police officer with a stick. No. Um... He whacked a... The woman said... I'm going to give you a hint, Hals. The woman said the suspect approached her from behind. Again, man on on rollerblades with a stick. Then did this. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Put it 
in between her butt cheeks. That's okay. what I was thinking. So like just like you're right 12. That's what I thought. Is that not Goosed? right? Woo! No, yeah. he did not goose the lady. Did he lift her skirt up with the... No. Oh, God. I love how you guys are just dirty birds. Um, he stole something from her. Uh, her purse? Nope. He looped her purse and went out. No, that okay. would be clever, though. I know. Her underwear? <laughs> her, di- her dignity? Like, can you imagine, like... <laughs> Somehow able to like de underwear someone. He stole her uh, fascinator. No, but you're actually close, and this is only going to happen in Canada. Well, that's not true. It could happen in Minnesota, but you're not going to hear. He stole her toque. I'm sorry. What? Her toque. What's a toque? I mean, not. I know what one toque over the line is. One but I toque. Yeah. Toke is a verb. One yeah. toke over the line, sweet Jesus. What He took her toke? What's a toke? Yeah. What's a toke? Can you hear that? No. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm playing the pronunciation. It's oh. toke. toke. A toke is a small hat. Now, Google toke, please. T-O-Q-U-E. Oh, okay. And you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, Very Canadian. Yeah. Also called a beanie. Yeah, it's a beanie. It's, it's a, a beanie, but it's like the beanie with the, the little the fringe on top. top. Yeah. A beanie. That was like a... Yeah, wasn't it's that from a Irving, Oklahoma. <laughs> Irving Berlin song. Oklahoma. Yes. The beanie with the fringe on top. That's actually Minnesota. <laughs> uh, so, Minnesota. Well, it's actually Victoria, B.C., because that's where this happened. So, again, to reiterate, the guy is banging things with a stick and then steals a lady's hat and rides off into the sunset. Uh, officers on foot eventually caught the suspect, and he was taken to the ground and arrested. They so. toke him down? Hell, <laughs> okay. right. I feel like you got to be careful with that word in this country, because, well, mm-hmm. we would just think it was something else. I don't mm-hmm. think we'd call it a toke. Mm-mm. No. <clears throat> Do you like to go on another uh, little... Jaunt? But of course, where are we going next? Key Largo, Florida. Antigo, baby, why don't we go? Exactly. Well, I don't know that we want to go because today we will meet 31-year-old Bernard Green. Uh, he's a Fort Lauderdale, um, and he was driving the other night about 8.30 p.m. near Isla Morada. Um and apparently he thought, hmm, I'm going in the wrong direction. So he executed an illegal u-turn in the middle of the street that is people do that i've done it uh i'll probably do it again so that's not necessarily crazy stupid idiot worthy however it just happened that a police car was nearby and watched this gentleman execute this illegal u-turn bernard green makes a illegal u-turn in the middle of the street the cops take off after him uh this uh, results in a high-speed chase. Okay. At some point, the cop uh, believes it's no longer um, safe to continue with this high-speed chase. Okay. So they peel off, and that's when another cop lays down those spikes. And, oh yeah. And then rumble he, strip. Yep. And the car comes to a stop. Now you might think. Why was he driving so fast after an illegal U-turn? That's not that big of a deal. He just made a U-turn and then he's getting like, that's not a reason to run from the cops. Can you imagine why he was running from the cops after executing an illegal U-turn? Well, he probably had a dead body in the trunk. He had some stuff. Um, He had a live body, actually, in the... uh, 
in the passenger seat. And when the, the car came to a stop, she took off running and they still have not found her. Oh, wow. However, they did find Mr. Bernard Green and they also found what he was probably hiding. Uh, glass pipes, syringes, two digital scales, plastic baggies, another drug paraphernalia, all in his green Hyundai. Uh, they also found heroin, cocaine, meth, and ecstasy. So okay. he had some stuff going on. All right. So I would just say, like, if you have all that stuff in your car, you might want to mind your P's and Q's while you're driving. Yeah, I I think that's a general that that should just be put out in a memo. If you're going to have, you know, drugs, just mm-hmm. drive. Follow the rules. Follow oh, wait. The rules. If you're following the rules, you won't have drugs. Exactly. That's how true that is. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, tis that time of day where we play a little game. That game is called the throwback. What? We'll do that after this on my talk one oh seven one.